You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Metal and High Heels podcast. My name is Pia, and I'm here with... Kiki. And Steffi. Hello. Good to have you back. You can find show notes with the links to everything we mentioned during the show um, under metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast 46. And our today's topic is sustainability and nutrition. Our podcast a few weeks ago was about sustainable lifestyle and we talked about environmental friendly mobility and cosmetics and clothings and today we want to talk about the aspect nutrition. I think most, mostly all of you heard something about like uh, regions who want to save the planet due to their or with their <laughs> nutrition, their way of eating and yeah what do you think about it Pia and Kiki? Um, it's tricky um, I think that everybody can can help saving the planet with eating habits eating and also drinking habits because you can um, you can have a big impact with only a few changes in your life uh, for example it's not possible everywhere in the world, but in Germany and in most European countries, you can drink tap water. Um, so you save a lot of water that has to be transported somewhere, which has to be filled in bottles, um, which produces plastic or glass. And this plastic or glass, the water has to be transported to the supermarket. You have to go to the supermarket to buy this water in bottles. have to take it home. Then you can use it. And then something has to happen with the bottles. So um, I think drinking tap water is very easy. <laughs> um, I think tap water tastes really good. If you like sparkling water, you can use a soda stream or something to uh, to put this sparkle into the water, and um, that is that can have a great impact on the environment. Yeah, that's true. So that's something almost everybody can do. Yeah, definitely. Although try, I heard least. from a few people that they don't like the tap water, the taste of the tap water in the region where they live. And um, it's true, it's, it tastes mm -hmm. very different. Depends on where you are. <laughs> also also here in our mm -hmm. town, because some parts of our town um, got water from, from lakes and other ones get really? um, groundwater. And so, um, yeah, you wow. get mm. different water where you open the tap. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, but at least you can try it. And uh, don't try it only once. You should try it over at least three days, better over a week, so that you get familiar with the taste. Because if you only try it once, it, it doesn't take like water normally tastes for you. You might just say, oh, I don't like it. I'll never try it again. And that's the wrong way. So drink tap water at least for three days, and then you can decide if you want to continue drinking tap water or if you want to go to the supermarket and buy your water again. Yes. 
that's my advice for a more <laughs> sustainable lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. Just buy a beautiful bottle and then it's also it's a little bit yeah, more fun. <laughs> exactly. If you have um beautiful glass bottle you can carry with you if you're traveling, whatever. Or just tome, just sitting at your desk and want to drink some water. You do not need the plastic bottle from the supermarket. And it saves a lot of money. Yes, also. <laughs> That too. And you do not have to bring all these <laughs> empty bottles just back to the supermarket. That's so annoying. Yep. <laughs> That's why I don't drink beer <laughs> at home. <laughs> Sorry. That's also super funny because um, that's a very, very German perspective. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. And yes. Yeah, maybe. Yes. The, thing, the thing with the taste is... Um, depends on the region in Germany. That's super funny. But it also depends on the piping in the building. And uh, something that I learned is that when you filter the water, it also changes, the taste also changes. So if people out there don't like the taste of tap water, you can get a filtering system, either for the pipe directly or just in a pitcher for like your dinner table and um there are some that put uh, that add things to the water for example magnesium and that changes the taste and uh, that's for me at least a lot better so that's the one thing and the other thing that i wanted to uh to add to what you uh both said is that It is very depending on the region where people can do this or not. Um, in islands, for example, it's super difficult. My best friend lived on um, Mallorca in Spain for some time. And it being an island, there wasn't really a very good system of uh, water filtering because of all the sea around it. <laughs> so uh, Mallorca has to bring a lot of bottled water into the island but you could never drink the tap water so you have no choice over there and it's awful because the water in from plastic bottles tastes of plastic and that is really disgusting um i don't know how what their recycling system for what happens to the bottles after that is uh, in mallorca or in spain but here in ecuador There is not a lot of uh, recycling, uh, or at least not at home, like in Germany. In Germany, you can um, separate the different kinds of, of garbage that you throw out so that, that it gets uh, recycled more easily. But here in Ecuador, there is only one garbage. Everything goes in there. And there is no system of returning bottles. So all of the bottles, or most of the bottles, are just one-way plastic. Okay. Yeah, uh, and over here, tap water is drinkable, but we still use a filtering system just in case. <laughs> yeah, as I said, it's not possible everywhere in the world, but there is a map where you can look up if your country has safe drinking water in as tap water. Cool, you have to give us that link. We can put it in the show yes. notes. Yeah, when I travel, I always uh, look up if I can drink the tap water. That's good. Yeah, in countries which are a little bit to the south, 
I'm very skeptical about tap water, I must say. Then I also it just like um, for cooking rice or noodles or something, but not to uh, not to drink maybe. I'm also a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, Germany has also um, the um, or it's or Germany, uh, Germany is I think a little bit famous for that very high quality of the tap water here. So it's just a local aspect of uh, sustainable. Yes, and I know I don't know if we've said this before, but and I don't know if nowadays everybody knows it, <laughs> if it's common knowledge. But also talking about traveling, um, I just recently started doing that, like a year or maybe a year and a half uh, ago, bringing an empty. And no, maybe three years, bringing an empty bottle through the security system, through the security check at, a, at an airport is allowed. So after you pass the security check, you can fill up your bottle that you just brought in your hand luggage empty through your hand luggage. Because if it's empty, you don't have to <laughs> put it with the fluids or the liquids. So um, yeah, I think that's really super practical and um I don't know if any everybody knows it, but um, yeah, fun fact: when I traveled here from Amsterdam Airport, I didn't have to do drink my, <laughs> I didn't have to empty my water bottle before the security check because they had, uh, for some reason, near technology that um, recognizes water bottles. Yeah, that was super cool, and that saves you a lot of money. <laughs> In general, uh, when When talking about food, you can also talk about um, the garbage that that comes when you buy a lot of food that is packed or unnecessarily packed. Because when I buy something, not only food, also other things, then um, I choose that one that has less packaging around it. Because I hate it if you buy, for example, bonbons and every single bonbon is put into paper. <laughs> I hate that. I don't buy bonbons that are packed into paper, separated from each other. You mean candy. I don't get the point. Same with chewing gum. Yes, I do the same. And that is also, uh, or I try to, to avoid packaging. Um, that is also very, uh, very different around the world. Um, I just bought some ginger at the supermarket the other day here and it was packed. Huh. And I asked <laughs> I asked the people at the supermarket why it's packed and um of course they couldn't give me a reason but there wasn't an alternative. There wasn't just um yeah, you know, an unpackaged uh, ginger piece. But that is also something very cultural. Um, not only the, about the packaging, but about the bags that you, uh, I mean, in Germany, I just um, made this uh, a custom of mine um, to take my, to take bags to the grocery store before shopping so that they don't give me any plastic bags. But here there are only plastic bags, like there are no paper bags at the, at the check and they always just give you things in plastic bags. And I always have to be quicker and say, I don't want any plastic bags. 
It's the same in Japan. Even if you only buy one can, they give you a plastic bag. I don't get the point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same in Chile. I think it's just like, they think maybe it's more comfortable, hygienic. I don't know. There might be just... I think there are good intentions <laughs> that they do it. <laughs> But, yeah. Yeah. On the longer side, that's... Hmm, yeah, maybe not the best way. Mm. So that's another very easy trick that everybody can do. Bring your yeah, own bag when you go shopping. Also saves money. I don't know... Yeah, okay, of course, in other countries it's for free the plastic bag at the end but in germany now it um, also costs a few cents to um yeah to get the people to bring their own bags with them yeah and that's a very that's a very good system i think here the bags the shopping bags after um at the grocery store are also free or at least we reuse them as trash bags so that's at least one second use they get. But still, of course, it would be better if um, if everything uh, would work better with uh, trash and uh, bags and plastic. So, yeah. yeah. So maybe the next topic about real food. <laughs> <laughs> Do you care about the environmental impact if you go in a supermarket and buy your food? Um, I have to admit that I mm, I do it, but I do it not because I consciously think about it. I think it's a very intuitive um, case, in my case, because I don't really like um, these fruits from South America that have to travel a long way. So I don't eat a lot of mangoes or, I don't know. Uh, I do eat a lot bananas, <laughs> so... Um, That's my food sin, maybe. And I also like avocados, which are very, very bad for the planet. I learned lately. I'm not sure if that's true, but um, people kept telling me. Um, mm, they need a lot of water while growing. The plant needs lots of water. Mm. Ah, okay. And warm temperatures. Yeah, but in general, um, we have our own... Um, uh, my father is a farmer, so... We have a lot of food that he um, that he planted, and we used to have um, people who sell meat from their own pigs and so on. So um, I grew up with food from the region, and um, because of that, I am used to that, and um, my taste is like I prefer vegetables and fruits from Germany or from Europe. So um, even before I started thinking about this, I ate, or the most of the food that I ate was from my region. So that was pretty yeah. easy for me when I started thinking about that. Um, and I I go for regional food before I look if the if it's organic or something. Because I don't get the point why you should eat organic potatoes from Egypt. Yeah. It's desert over there. They need so much water to grow them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's sometimes a little bit crazy. I was yesterday in the supermarket and wanted to draw, um, to draw to buy some onions. And there were also onions from Egypt. So why? Mm. <laughs> Just why? You can store onions so well. Yeah. 
And or if you buy organic I, apples not? from New Zealand. Yeah, that's also a very <laughs> funny way. <Yeah. laughs> But there I saw once a documentary, I think it was, um, which looked upon the life, um, life circle assessment, I think it's, it's the word, for the environmental impact. And that was said it's easier in early spring or late winter to import fresh apples as to um, to store your uh, the German apples here because to to get good quality you need lots of energy the apples need um, uh, low temperature and um, a special gas I think to um, to stay fresh wow. and that's just so much energy to keep German apples fresh in early spring so the, just the old harvest that it is easier to import the fresh apples from New Zealand wow I don't know if it's right but I I, I think it's very interesting um, yeah <laughs> information so you just cannot just um look upon the surface you have to go just in detail and yeah what what do you need to produ um, to produce the product you buy you want to eat mm, that's true and um it's basically the same with some vegan food um, i remember that we talked about this with sophia from season of ghosts when we met her in belgium and we asked her about her eating habits and she said um she was still living in greece at that time um, that in Greece there are not so many vegan products and if she wanted to have these vegan products like um, an alternative for milk or something then it would have to be imported and that would be worse for the environment than just um, living not vegan yeah. I can and drinking just some animals milk yeah hmm. Hmm. There, it also depends on the region where you live. Maybe it's pretty easy because um, there are so many people who use these products so that um, the transport of the single um, of a single milk does not count that much. But if you are the only one who wants this milk and you have to order it maybe on Amazon or somewhere uh, and it comes all the way only for you, <laughs> then it's not very sustainable. It's <laughs> <Yeah, that's> bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. true. Um, I saw a video on YouTube. Uh, I have to say I'm a little fangirl <laughs> of that um, the person who made this video. Uh, and there she talked about vegans and yeah, saving the world, <laughs> if they are able to save the world. And um, it's very interesting. Sadly, it's in German, but we can put the link in the show notes. And if you're If you cannot understand German, you can just watch in the video description. And there are lots of sources she used for the video, which are in English. Mm -hmm. Some, um, yeah, some papers. And um, yeah, her conclusion is also that uh, regions cannot save the world or the climate. She just, uh, she, yeah, just talked about climate change and. Um, Because in Germany, it's 
Oh, it, it's it's too complex. <laughs> I cannot recap that video. It's um, it's quite long and very complex. Lots of information. Just watch yourself. Um, but yeah, I think the better solution is buy local and seasonal food, which have not the long transport ways. And yeah, you maybe also know then the producer if you have the luck. If there's a farm nearby where you can go to to little store and yeah, yeah and it's pretty easy it's to to start doing this because there are many uh, calendars that you can put into your kitchen and there are also a lot of apps which tell you which food is um, seasonal at the moment yeah exactly I think it's very hard I try that but if I go to a supermarket and now early spring yeah well there's not so much carrots and potatoes I get and mushrooms but if then I see the avocado it's always so oh, I want to I want to shit <laughs> it's uh, yeah uh, here again I can annoying. say um, don't force yourself too much and if you want for whatever reason that avocado then just buy this avocado maybe not every day um, maybe tell yourself you eat one avocado per, per week or whatever. <laughs> you can uh, cut things down to a lower level, but uh, don't force yourself into it too much because then you won't do it for a long time. That's true. Uh, well, it's not true. The, the last sentence, in my opinion, is not true. You can force it for a long time because um, I tried it and I discovered more and more very good alternatives. Mm -hmm. And learned how I can, yeah, can cook with the seasonal vegetables, and um, yeah, created new recipes. Re recipes. 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 Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and if I would just buy the things I want to, where I know it tastes good, and I know what I can do with it. Yes. But if I choose the other way, I'm by the. Oh, let me look up that that name of that thing. <laughs> Knollensellery. Why is that jemand? Einfach celery. Yeah, celery maybe. Um, where I just thought, okay, wh what can I do with it? I have just no fucking idea. But then I looked up and um, yeah, cook with it. It was good. Yeah, but that's not what I said. Um, I said you should not force yourself into it from today to tomorrow. So you should not say, oh, from tomorrow yeah, okay. on I will only eat seasonal food. And then you go to the store and you think, oh, well, I have no clue what I should do. Um, you can also, so maybe for some people it's easier to make a cut than do it. But if you're not the kind of person who says, okay, from tomorrow on I quit drinking i quit smoking or whatever then you can also go the smooth way so just uh, start to um, to get the information start looking into a seasonal calendar or into an app or something and then you can add these seasonal food little by little and um, the ideas will come with uh, with every meal that you cook that is true yeah okay i agree i mean i also have the the seasonal foods app in my phone for when I'm in Germany and go shopping. <laughs> um, but I also think that it's 
helpful to kind of try to plan um, the recipes that you want to cook before going to before going shopping, so that you don't buy too much stuff that then will go bad um, in your kitchen. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of work, but you can also Google uh, seasonal and regional uh, meals and and recipes and find uh, fun stuff and try new things out. I think so too. Now that I'm in Ecuador, though, um, this is paradise. There are so many fruits <laughs> here. It's amazing. We went to the market a few weeks ago, and it was like there was everything. And fresh and, and fruits, I didn't know that, that even existed. We literally went <laughs> up to um, one of the saleswomen and asked what the heck is that that looks super funny and uh she gave us something to try and it was very cool so um ecuador is very lucky to have a lot of um very very good fruits and vegetables and i get to enjoy avocados without hurting the planet that is so cool <laughs> um my roommates uh, roommate slash best friends um parents have um have a house with an with I don't know if one or several avocado trees. So until on on Friday, we ate the last avocado, but at some point our fridge was just full. We didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> There was avocado in our salad, on our toast, in everything. <laughs> it was really <laughs> avocado great. Avocado is great. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it, it was, was also amazing. a point I so much enjoyed in uh, Chile that there were just avocados and mangoes they're the local food and it's just like, yeah paradise great <laughs> so yeah good. exactly mangoes too <laughs> um, yeah. what else I love it. the the other thing though um, the whole thing about organic stuff um, that's too bad because I think the approach wasn't or, or didn't come from um sustainability or ecological or from that aspect the organic organic means only um, chemical free so it's not always it's not always both things it would be amazing if organic would also mean less packaging um, not traveled too far but it's just two very different concepts but uh, two concepts or two aspects that we should really consider when uh, going shopping. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of uh, organic. There is an organic craze here as well. But I'm actually very impressed that the whole um, zero waste fever, for example, also reached Ecuador. And there are many uh, stores selling, you know, metallic um, straws for drinks and organic stuff and, um, uh, you know, like grains and flour without packaging so that you have to bring your own, um, I don't know, Tupperware or something. And um, and then they fill they fill up your products. Uh, what I miss is milk alternatives indeed because um, I'm not much of a cow milk drinker and here there are a very few there's only I think one brand of uh, soy and almond milk and it's super expensive so I haven't bought that either but um, 
but there are also these organic or zero waste um, stores also give uh, workshops about how to do your own alternative plant-based milk. So maybe I will attend one of those. But I have to also say I haven't really found the time to cook here much. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I that's, think that's also... I'm sorry, don't want to interrupt. That's, um, yeah, that's something you can get used to if you were going to say that, Steffi, but there's also... Um, a very there are also very good alternatives for eating like lunch for example you know everywhere where there are many offices or office buildings there's always a little restaurant that offers um lunch menus and it's like super super uh inexpensive super cheap it's super super cheap so i go every day um for lunch to a little uh yeah, to a little teeny tiny restaurant just beside my office building. And I pay $4, $4, that's like three euro maybe, 350 for a soup, a huge main dish, um, a huge glass of juice and dessert. And it's like, it's super healthy too. It's like, you know, mom's cooking. So I find that really, really practical. Yeah, that sounds good. Great. <laughs> yes. I think um, to live or to cook sustainable is also a question of time. Also, all zero waste, especially. Mm -hmm. You can read lots of tips in the internet or just ask some people <laughs> who are familiar with the topic and I see just for me personally always a problem yeah sure I can do that and sure it's possible but wow it just needs time and I can do I don't know I can't now I can do it yes now I've got enough of time to do but if I think I in 10 years and I work just a whole week and maybe have family or something then I just ask myself, okay, when when the hell can I do all that stuff to avoid my um, my thrash? To um, yeah, to do all that sustainable stuff that might be very hard, and it's always a question of um, yeah, time and effort, and yeah, just to buy it. That's the easier and faster opportunity yeah there are some things that are pretty easy like for example tap water that also saves you time and money but there are yeah. other things um, maybe uh, washing your clothes um, you can wash your clothes with chestnut but uh, you'll have to collect them and you have to make powder out of it I think so yeah if you have the time you can do it but um, I don't know, it, it is easier and faster to buy maybe eco-friendly um, stuff in the supermarket to wash your clothes with. So you can go a middle way, you don't have to go the, the absolute zero waste lifestyle because, to be honest, there is no zero waste. You use water and when the water goes away, you don't produce waste that you can have in your hands, but it's still wasted water. So um, dirty water, so to speak, or 
the the things you you buy at the zero waste supermarket they had to come from somewhere so there had to be package around it maybe less package but it's not a zero waste so um, I don't think that zero waste at all is possible even though if you would just kill yourself so that you don't produce any waste <laughs> you would produce waste <laughs> with your body because you would lose liquids and everything so it's impossible to <laughs> not create waste yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true uh, just let us call it um less waste yeah. <laughs> i think that fits better <laughs> sure or less plastic waste that's the main problem mm -hmm. i think no one yeah you will always produce some organic waste just because you you eat some potatoes <laughs> or something you can eat everything from the potato you don't have to cut the stuff around it <laughs> You can eat it, but I think it's it, yeah. I think it's a little bit toxic. Uh, the what? Schale. The peel? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Um, it depends on um, what on the what soil. you on the soil, and also what the farmer put on the plants to protect it from insects or whatever. So yeah, it, yeah okay. The potato it can, itself is under the ground. So. Yeah, it can contain something bad so um even if you put it on the plant it will also go into the into the root and the potato is the root of the plant um so it's i think it's healthier to peel it but you don't really have to if you just look up everything that might be toxic then you can eat nothing that's true <laughs> yeah do sure. you drink alcohol steffi <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> It's true. But now that you mention um, healthiness, there are many aspects that you have to consider when speaking about sus sustainable nutrition because you can also say, um, yeah, maybe avocados are not good for the planet if I eat them in Germany, but uh, let's say they are so healthy because they have healthy fat Uh, that you don't get ill that often and that you are very healthy when you're older, when you're an elderly person. And um, if you need less medication or whatever, if you eat avocados, then it's also sustainable to eat them because you don't put so many chemicals into the environment by using chemicals, uh, by using medicine. So it's very tricky. The whole topic is very tricky and... Um, I don't think that there is the only one way that will save us all. So um, a vegan lifestyle is not the only way to save us all. Um, you will always have to, you will always um, destroy something. It's not possible to not destroy something. Just by being alive, as I said, and even by dying, <laughs> you will produce a kind of waste. You will use something. <laughs> That is true. And I wouldn't go as far as to say kill yourself, because please don't. No. <laughs> but <laughs> but if, you are, uh, if you really want to save the, save the planet, you could also think about not having kids, for example. <laughs> That is very good for the planet. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but maybe... But what if Greta Thunberg's 
parents said, oh, I want to save the planet and not have a kid, I think that would have been worse than raising her. Yeah, that's also something no, what I thought about. Like, I think there was a, a German teacher who said in an official way, yeah, I do not want to have ch uh, children are the climate killers. Yeah, at worst. <laughs> <laughs> Or something. So do not get children, don't raise children, because then you produce so much carbon, yeah, Or not not carbon carbon dioxide that I don't know you can fly lots of times around the world and stuff like that. It was very, I think, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, yeah. At at one point, you're absolutely right, Pia, because you do not know who your child will be, and maybe it will be a great politician or something who can do yeah new laws and make great steps and um, towards climate change or uh, yeah on the other side it um sure a new human being also needs lots of resources <laughs> and yes <laughs> <laughs> so it's a very very tricky topic Definitely. But I think um, going for regional food is uh, the best you can do. Yeah, regional, seasonal. It's, yeah, that's true. It's maybe not that comfortable. I don't know if comfortable is the right word to describe it, but... Yeah. If you just see the very, very big um, Auswahl... Auswahl. Variety? Or yeah. If you are in a supermarket and see the very big <laughs> you can choose between so, so many uh, fruits and vegetables or uh, just everything. And then you say, okay, I don't just want to buy the stuff which is local and seasonal. It could be hard. I don't know, want to deny that. <laughs> yeah. It can, but it's um, going for local and seasonal food also is a very cheap way because um, if something doesn't have to be stored or travel a long way, then it's automatically cheaper. Yeah, that's true. That's also true. Right. Unless it's, it's organic. <laughs> <laughs> organic stuff is more expensive and not always but it but often yeah i think it needs to be more expensive because there's much more work to produce food in in the organic way of farming it's just not as efficient as um so con Conventional? Uh, conventional? Conventional. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's a con conventional way of farming. And so I think it's just normal and um, it should also be a little bit more expensive. Yeah, because if, if, if it would be easier to go the organic way, then the farmers would all do that. Yeah. Sure. And I think 
and I think just often more in a different way if I see um, a normal conventional product and an organic produced product and the organic is just, I don't know, 20 cents more expensive but the conventional, then I think, okay, well, that that could not be. I'm sorry, but that's a little bit crazy because the gap is <laughs> normally bigger because there uh, should be bigger because if I buy organic, then I want to support sustainable farming and that's, sorry, expensive. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think about urban gardening or just gardening in at all um it's not my hobby i i um i like plants but i don't like to take care of them because i'm just unable to do so uh so that's not a hobby that i will ever ever do <laughs> but i think it's cool um when other people do it uh, on the other hand don't think that when you produce your own food that it is more healthy than maybe for example organic food Because when we talk about eggs, um, then the eggs from your own hens, depending on where they live, when you have them near the street, um, then the toxic stuff in the egg is much, much higher than in an egg that you can buy in the supermarket. We had a scandal in Germany some years ago. It was called dioxin scandal. I hope it's the same word in English. Um, and the... The dioxin in eggs um, is not allowed to be over, I think, 0.5. And in most eggs from people who have their own hands is 5.0 dioxin. Wow. <laughs> okay. So um, growing your own food is not automatically more healthy. Yeah, maybe not. I think... The if it's healthy or not, that's maybe a different side, a different discussion, of the topic. Yeah. yeah, and it's just more about the sustainable and because you have just no transport way. Yeah, but then again, you have to um, keep the or when you talk about gardening, I can agree, but if you have your own animals, then you have to take care of them. Um, When they live outside, you have to see that they are healthy. Um, you have to put their, you have to clean their stables and everything. So it's not automatically more sustainable. Hmm. Same with hens in general that live outside. Well, that's animals, though. How about planting your own vegetables in your backyard? <laughs> Let's start small. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that is more sustainable than buying it in the supermarket hmm. because that's automatically regional and seasonable. Hmm. I think um, the even more important aspect of that is that the people who are doing it um, learn how how hard it is to to get the stuff to grow. And so they have more And respect yeah. for the food. The value yes, exactly. gets higher. Hmm. Exactly. And if you just go into the supermarket or the counter and yeah, just buy it for a few cents, it just like it just feels like nothing. The value got lost somewhere. Hmm. 
And if you do that on your own again, then you maybe think more about it. Oh, well, it was, I just worked half a year to get now that potato <laughs> on my plate. That's uh, that's different. Or maybe you worked half a year for this potato and then the snails come and destroy everything and you got oh, nothing in the end. That, <laughs> that is so sad. <laughs> yeah, but, but definitely, yes, sure. Also for the farmers, then they got maybe a little bit more respect for their work because, yeah, if people see on their own that it's, yeah, it's it's not that easy. <laughs> It's uh, it's also need hard work and knowledge to produce food. It's, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. It's always good to know um, to know the process behind everything. Also, the process of somebody who builds um, your table or whatever, so that you know the effort behind yeah. it. Yeah, sure. Also, that it's also interesting. That is very true. Should we go back to uh, music a little bit and talk about... Um... No. No? <laughs> <laughs> go on, I want to know where this leads to. Where this leads. Um, <laughs> I mean, when you go to a festival, there are a lot of... Um, there's a lot more uh, vegetarian and vegan options to choose from mm. the catering and... There are also other sustainability um, aspects um, that are being uh, considered. For example, in 2015, when I was at Hellfest in France, this doesn't have to uh, anything to do with nutrition. Well, maybe. <laughs> Because, you know, festival <laughs> bathrooms without water, we know the whole chemical toilet disaster but in France they had um, they had these wood wood chips based <laughs> toilets and the toilets themselves were also not plastic but like cardboard very uh, stable cardboard and then uh, well you went to the toilet and instead of uh, flushing it away, Uh, quote unquote. Um, there were there was these um, these tiny shredded wooden wood shredded wood, so to speak. You would go to the toilet and cover it, so to speak, with uh, with these wood shavings. And um, yeah, that was obviously also very well organized and with people taking care of all of that as well. But it was very refreshing not to not going into a plastic box to asphyxiate in chemical and other fumes and ugh. Um, yeah, I found that very, a very cool idea. And yeah. Mm. What other things have you noticed as at music venues that are uh, sustainable and, and or nutrition related? Um, I'm looking forward for the metal days in Slovenia. Pia and I will go there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would be great. And, and we um, travel there by train. We travel there by train. <laughs> exactly, that's the point. <laughs> no flying to go there. <laughs> Don't cry, it would be great. 
<laughs> we just drive through the Alps. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I like to see the Alps from above. You know, it's cool. I'm also looking forward to the trip. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and the festival makes also some, yeah, kind of advertisement on their homepage because they call it a zero waste mission they have for the festival and also published a um, ecological guide there i can put the link also in the show notes and then you can check it out and yeah it's very interesting because they um seems to a very uh, they they afford to get a very environmental friendly festival And also one, among with others, a Greener Festival Award. I was very surprised that there is a Greener Festival Award. I mean, very good, very great, of course. But, yeah. <laughs> There you can also just look for some environmental-friendly festivals. It's it's all kind of music. I, I saw also um, a folk festival or something in, in Great Britain, or a jazz festival, or, yeah, It's uh, just metal days might be the only metal festival which is um, uh, named there. But yeah, I'm very looking forward to explore <laughs> the sustainability of the festival if we are there. Yeah, that's really and cool. If you notice you, you can produce a lot of trash at a festival. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They also replaced. 50% of meat and dairy food um, with vegan food. I think that's uh, brave, almost. Yeah, true. Because uh, I know lots of people are still very skeptical about vegan food, that soy stuff, <laughs> tofu. <laughs> and so, yeah, half of all the offered food to replace with um, non-animal stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. That will be interesting and I'm really looking forward to to see what they offer because I, yeah. I really like most of the vegan food. But now that you mention it, I don't like soy. I don't really like the taste of it. I don't think that it is healthy at all because of how it is produced. And um, behind uh, almost every soy that you can buy, there is there are some bad companies <laughs> um, who make money with it so because of several aspects i'm not a big fan of soy but the the outstanding aspect is that i just don't like the taste <laughs> you can say mm. tofu tastes like um, what you take for flavor to flavor it but i also don't like the shape of tofu uh, so the shape but i hope that they also offer a lot of other stuff um other vegan stuff so if you just take rice and vegetables it's vegan and it doesn't automatically have to have soy in it yes yeah exactly i also need some time to um to find the tofu which i like because there are very huge differences of quality or not not maybe quality but taste and um texture yeah but vegan does not automatically have to be soy and i'm also no, not a big fan not. of replacing too much um, because if i would go vegan i just would not eat sausages anymore um, 
No tofu sausages, no meat sausages, nothing. So there are enough alternatives. You don't have to have a sausage alternative. You can also eat sweet potatoes or, I don't know, <laughs> there are so many things that you can eat when mm. you want to avoid meat. I, exactly. Yeah. What I miss, I'm, I try, I am not vegan, I'm still omnivore, I still eat meat, but I try mostly to eat plants <laughs> and I just miss the the um, spicy taste of all that meat stuff like sausages because, um, yeah, it's just very spicy and it's not that easy for me to get that taste into vegetable stuff. Mm. That's a little bit tricky. And so I tried with, um, uh, a few days ago, I tried to make gyros mm -hmm. <laughs> um, with soy and that was... It was uh, surprising good. <laughs> it, was, it was just a little experiment for me. Mm -hmm. And that was, it was good. Just, uh, yeah, it's just because of the salty, spicy, don't know, fatty <laughs> <laughs> taste. <laughs> yeah, but now that you mention it, um, that's a very good aspect because you don't always have to go for the 100%. You can also say you reduce... Um, how much meat you eat if you want to change something. You don't have to be vegetarian or vegan. Just um, think a moment about what you're eating, especially when it comes to sweets or snacks or whatever, and also meat or um, dairy and eggs and so on. Just think for a moment, be thankful, especially when you eat meat because the creature died for mm -hmm. your meal. Um, and then you can also just reduce it. You don't have to eat meat every day if you want to do something about it. But you can start with eating meat every second day or you can start with an, a meat-free day if you eat meat every day. You don't have to to go the hard way and you don't have to change the whole lifestyle. Or if it is something else that you want to change, you can change it little by little or it also helps if you change only a few things or as I said, that you go for a meat-free day. Yes. And if that works, you can reduce another day or whatever. So um, there is a, you can do a lot, um, even without cutting meat in general from your, from your eating plan. Totally. I love that statement. Mm -hmm. And more yeah. importantly, I love the, the part about the appreciation and being grateful. <clears throat> because... Because that's so nice, though. <laughs> that's such a nice attitude. I love it. It's it's also very, you know, good for the soul. Just to be mindful of um, that you are getting food, that you are able to um, to feed yourself. So, uh, yeah, hmm. I like that. Yeah, same with the vegetables. When you when you once grew vegetables yourself, you appreciate it more because you know how much work somebody put into producing this food yeah definitely that's the point of gardening also yeah. Yeah. I'm not a religious person at all but I like um, what some very religious people do before every meal that they say thank you for the food that I am eating now and 
maybe um, or it changes a lot in your consciousness when you don't necessarily thank God for the food, but thank the planet or the farmer or the animal that just died for your meal or whatever. So just say, just say, um, thank you for the food that I have here. Yes, I think that are very good <laughs> and deep last words. <laughs> Damn, I wanted to say something else. Now I had this mic dropping last words and now I can't edit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, then please say, please edit. <laughs> um, I think we had a very interesting conversation about nutrition And I found out, um, it is something that was not so clear for me before we had this chat, that there are basically two main aspects when it comes to food. Um, one is the food in general. Where does it come from? What do you eat? And the, the second thing is um, how much waste does it produce? Yes. And if you want to change mm. something, then you can go for both ways you can bring your own bags when you buy your food you can um, you can check how much package is around the food that you're buying and then choose that one that doesn't have that much packaging and then you can also go for more regional or local food and for seasonal food yeah true i think it's all um, also important to say that it definitely depends on the region of the world where you are living yeah. because uh, yeah, somewhere it's very hard to find, or almost impossible to find not packaged food, I can imagine oh, yeah. yeah, I think it's um, a good example what Kiki said because um, in Ecuador it's very hard to to get water or to drink tap water on the one hand that is very easy in Germany But on the other hand, you can get so many regional food at the local food market. And that is very tricky in Germany because um, you can just call something regional food, but it comes from the other side of Germany. I don't know if that's regional yeah, yeah. still. That's true. <laughs> so you have to double check everything here. <laughs> so that's easier in Ecuador. It is. Cool. This was a very cool conversation. I learned new stuff as well. So yeah. thank you both for that. <laughs> yes. So we will talk to everybody again soon. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. You can find us on Instagram. Our Instagram name is Metal and High Heels. We are also on Twitter with Metal High Heels. Of course, we are on Facebook. Um, we have Spotify playlist, but not for this episode because we didn't talk about music in um, or bands or whatever. So um, we will skip this for this episode. Um, yeah, what else? Um, our jingle is by Cassandra Novell and her band Mercy Isle. Um, this song is called Storm and is from the album Undying Fire. Yeah, and don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening to this and keep recommending us on Twitter. That would be cool. Um, if you want to read more from us, you can do that on metal-and-highheels.com. And our other podcast episodes are in your podcatcher or also at metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast.
Yeah. So, thank you for listening. And hopefully you will be there the next time. Bye. Bye-bye.